Hot Takes are Toast, brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but the luxury hasn't. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillac at Jerry Seiner Cadillac today. Question of the day, how nice is it to put a whooping on the Spurs? And PK, what? how hot a take can we get on this? Anybody believe that wasn't any fun? Oh, that kind of sucked. The well, I Jazz looks really good and won comfortably. You know, Spurs uh, tormented you for a long time, so it's it's different than putting a whooping on Portland, uh, for that matter. You know, there's uh, there's teams out there that really haven't stood in the way. Plenty of teams, actually. I mean, really, you look at the West, the only teams that legitimately over the years have stood in the way are the Lakers and the Spurs. Yeah, that combined 10 championships over the last 20 years will get your attention, won't it? I mean, the Warriors of late, but I don't think the Jazz were prepared to challenge them. They weren't even close to their level, as few teams were when the Warriors had it going on. And the Spurs still with Popovich, you know, he, he's hardcore and uh, very political and outspoken and all that stuff. Ha- has a lot of criticism to a lot of different things, as we've heard. So I think the Spurs might have a little bit more extra luster and do you, do you take any any solace in putting them away or was it those players are long gone and so it really doesn't matter to putting putting uh, DeMar DeRozan away or Jakob Pertl away uh, doesn't really hold the same amount of influence because it's interesting because I still think that putting the Lakers away no matter who they are they're the Lakers <laughs> And that always feels good. Well, the Spurs pretty much did what the Lakers did. So is there that animus there that there's directed toward the Laker way? No. I think a lot of it comes down to what we talked about in the BYU-Utah rivalry. It's the fans that irritate the other fans. And I think we all know Laker fans. I don't think many of us know that many Spurs fans. If there was a geographical you know, proximity here, if there were a lot of Spurs fans living in our community and we got tired of listening to them, tired of seeing them at games, tired of hearing them cheering in our arena, then I think there'd be a little more of that oomph. Uh, and then also I think LeBron's a lightning rod in a way no Spurs player now is a lightning rod. If the Lakers hadn't gotten LeBron and if they had stayed down, would some of that it's good to beat the Lakers have started to go away? Maybe. Uh, you know, the Lakers didn't stay down, so we don't really, nor nor have they. They were down for six years. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, but Kobe was want. still on the team for half of them, and you didn't like Kobe at that point. So that was like three of them. But I do think that that, you know, if that three-year stretch had continued where they didn't have Kobe and they didn't go to the playoffs, then maybe you could have lost it. And the way they got AD back rubbed people the wrong way. I mean, with the Lakers, there's always something rubbing you the wrong way. But if they were sitting in tenth with the Spurs, maybe some of that, some of that edge would go away. Yeah, but isn't it good to see them down? I mean, the way Popovich treats people. I know he's a great dude and all. Once you just have to start to explain that somebody's a great dude, that just means that there's issues over there. You know, like with Bob Knight and Majerus and all that. Oh, he's really blah 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 blah. Okay, well, then that means there's this other stuff that you're trying to explain away. I don't miss him snapping at people in those third-quarter interviews. I don't miss that at all. With the Spurs rarely on network TV now, I don't miss that even a little bit. That was always cringeworthy to me. And maybe it's because, you know, 
we ask questions in our line of work, and that could be me pretty easily. And maybe it's that. Maybe that doesn't bug other people as much, but I found it cringeworthy. I always thought you should have replaced the who was the legendary dude, Craig, Craig Sager. Sager, with the jackets and all. Very colorful dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said home plate when Hank Aaron hit seven fifteen early in his radio career. Can you imagine running out the home plate now for some big moment? <laughs> but then it was normal. Oh well. Uh, I think the reason it was nice to put a whooping on the Spurs is you. I think Jazz fans just want the Jazz to pass the eyeball test. They just want them to look like a good team. And, okay, there's a mediocre team, and the Jazz looked much better. Well, Jazz must be a good team. I think it's just uh, refreshing to get two and a half hours of that. You, they need reassurance that they're a good team or assurance that they're a good team? Yes. Really? Yes. With all these wins where they got 50? Uh, not yet, but they're headed there. I think four, I think that was 47 last night. Yeah. Most in the NBA. And they, and they need assurance? You have the most wins and you still doubt? It's interesting what faith level people have in this team because I have it extremely high. Right, but I think you're different. And I think it's because you don't have the Phantom and you didn't grow up with Stockton and Malone posters on your wall and you didn't take all the other losses Wouldn't that make you be more of a fan? You'd be more no, biased they, toward them? because they took the other losses harder. And so they're waiting for the other shoe to drop. You always talk about fans trying to protect themselves, and I think that's a classic example of what we're, what we're seeing right now. I mean, so you're a fan, of, but you're more negative than somebody who doesn't give a crap. To protect yourself against the inevitable disappointment. The disappointment you are sure is inevitable. Then why be a fan? If, you, if you're going to guarantee yourself that you're going to have disappointment, what's the point? Because I love these guys, and the games are fun, and I want them to do it so bad. Well, if they're fun, then you would think they're all yeah, that. That's why you have all these voting, See, and that they, they vote all these guys in for your guys, because you love them. Now you're being me. You're trying to be logical, and this is an emotional situation. Channel, right. Channel emotional eight-year-old PK in New Jersey. And if you're emotionally connected to someone, you're going to overstate how good they are, not understate. That does. I love you, but I don't believe in you. Meanwhile, I don't care about this person or team over here, but I believe in them. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's not logic. That's illogic. It is illogic because the fans are emotional. Well, that's not logic. You're telling me I'm logical, but it's not logical. It's (laughs) illogical. You're trying to be logical. No, I'm not. (laughs) I've never tried to be logical. I just try to be passionate. I feel like one of the... The, I feel like one of the superheroes, I got the shield, and I'm just like spinning 360 degrees, repelling everyone. <laughs> if, you're, if passion equals logic, I got lucky. Most of the time, it doesn't. I'm a pop-off. I'm a pop-off of itch. I'm a pop-off uh, with a vowel and some Irish blood mixed in. That's what I got. Uh, to me, you overstate how good they are. You defend them. You're acting like, well, you're fans and you love them, so you badmouth them. That, that seems well, I think incongruent done, I think they do. I think they do both. When they win 20 out of 21, then they're going to win the title. And when they go, what are they now, 9-7 and seven over the last 16 games, they're, like, oh, they're going to win the title. Well, we need to see if they get healthy before we start assessing title chances, and I suppose we ought to look at whether everybody else is getting healthy. I mean, we know the Nuggets aren't going to get healthy. Murray's out, but what's LeBron's deal? He's out of the lineup, he's back in, then he's out again. Oh, the time is now for the Jazz, man. The Lakers are not showing as much. The time is now. 
it's this season. You don't know what next season's going to bring. Nope. You've got some guys that are in their 30s themselves. And, I mean, Joe's going to be 34 in October. And so how long can he go at this level? He could certainly be in the league a few more years. I don't doubt that. But I can't guarantee he's going to recreate 50% shooting. And, you know, shooting's down a little bit here of late. But that's probably because he's asked to do a whole lot more uh, with the two guard line players out. And he has to step up. So... Uh, his focus and attention is on other things, maybe. I don't know. I'm kind of running out of theory that I don't have any particular numbers on, nor am I going to run any numbers on it. Uh, it's enjoyment to me. It's not a mathematical equation that takes me back to geometry when I had to cheat to pass. <laughs> I, got, I got horrific memories. The last thing I want to do is break down numbers. I want to have it be a, sp- a sport that's fun. That's for the nerd guys who they're all smarter than me and good for them. Uh, so and well, doing doing all the other stuff, not having uh, Donovan Mitchell set him up with some maybe some easy shots, some open shots at times, and Mike Conley setting him up with open shots at times, and just the fact that he was really hot there for a while, and is that sustainable? You know, even, even if those guys had stayed healthy and stayed in the lineup, could Joe have kept shooting it like that? So I think there's probably a few reasons why it's ticked down a little bit, but he's still shooting 47 percent from three, so. Not like it's ticked down that far. No, yeah. So I can't guarantee you that he's going to have anything close to that next season. So for the Jazz perspective, winning it all, it is right now. And then you celebrate, or when it doesn't happen, you regroup and you focus towards the next season. But, man, if if you're a Jazz fan and you need assurances that this is a good team, you're actually not a fan. There's no fan out there who's a legitimate hardcore fan who doesn't think this team is really good. Not one. I defy any hardcore. I can't tell if you're hardcore. I have to take your word for it because I'm not in your life, so I don't know. But if you're hardcore, I do not believe there's not one who doesn't think this is a good team and absolutely doesn't need assurances. Of course you can beat a team like the Spurs minus your guys. Two guys, obviously. Yeah, I don't think you can beat a team like the Suns and some of these top teams, but the team that they're playing last night and tomorrow, that's not in that bracket. They're not a top team. By any stretch, they're not a top team. So, and Particularly when they played an overtime game in San Antonio the night before. Of course you should blow them out. That was zero surprise. I would have bet the house on the Jazz winning, whether it was by 5 points, 15 points, 20 points, I'm not sure. But under the circumstances being what they were, you know, tomorrow might be different because the Spurs can get a couple of decent nights sleeps in the same area and get themselves more prepared for tomorrow. Still expect the Jazz to win, but the blowout win last night under the circumstances, you're off, you're at home, they're playing in San Antonio, long flight, taking the flight multiple times, and now you have this opportunity, so you did what you did. But I don't think there's any Jazz fan that needs reassurance that this is a good team. At this point, how many games they have left? Six, seven games? Seven games to go for the Jazz now. So what's 72 minus seven? I wish I would have just played 70 because then I could have done the math a lot easier. <laughs> 65 games down, okay. seven 65, to go. After 65 games? Geometry really was horrifying for you, wasn't it? Yeah, 
writers don't aren't good at math. It's just the way it is. We suck at math. I mean, everyone has their alignment and their skills, so and their particular talents. If although I never fed had a boss when I, in my writing career who thought I was a good writer. In fact, they thought just the opposite many many times over. It hasn't stuck with me at all all these years later. No, I've forgotten it and let it go. Sure, I have. <laughs> so- <laughs> I've let so, that go right over here where I can grab it quickly. <laughs> I'm still working on trying to let it go. Maybe I'll get there. Probably not. <laughs> ah, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, old dog, new tricks type of thing. Not happening. So, I, I mean, I, I believe that there, there's so much support for this team. They have, and I've lived in markets, and I lived in four states, and they've had NBA teams in all of them, and in some places, multiples. And nobody is more passionate than jazz fans. I can honestly say that. I can honestly. I mean, without, I'm not saying it just to be whatever. I, from my experiences, living in New York. Now, I was, I was a youngster, but I still live in Jersey, but a suburb of New York. And, you know, I have plenty of family and friends and go back every couple of years. Uh, and obviously uh, have the roots there passionate fans we know that but and then phoenix and los angeles and these fans right here they're just as passionate they're just as good just as vocal just as you name it and it's even and what's more impressive is that you're doing it here well gosh i mean laker bandwagon fans you only bumped into them if you chose to go outside so, of course, they're all over the place. The easiest thing in the world to be is a Laker fan. <laughs> of all fandom in North American sports, <laughs> can you think of anything literally easier than to be a Laker fan? No. Seriously, I, 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 don't, no. I don't think there is. I mean, there's other stuff. You can go at people who won a lot. You know, the Patriots won a lot. Like, the Lakers had really good decades when the Patriots were just completely sucking. So I guess if you're like 27-year-old Patriot fan, well, you've had it pretty easy. But you could literally be 60-year-old Laker fan, and you've had it pretty easy. But that's so much harder in football because there's more guys, more components, one game. You have to win a game. You look mm-hmm. at the tuck thing. You know you could have lost that game. And so in football, with a one game and a ball that takes weird bounces, you can cover a guy like a blanket, and it hits someone's shoulder pad, pops straight up, and somebody else can catch it. You know what I mean? There's so many not really fluky things, but there's a lot of chance to a degree involved, especially in a one game. Well, in basketball, where there's so few guys and there's so few elite guys, and plus they got to beat you four times, not once. You can't just get hot once or twice with shooting. You got to do it four times, right? And come on, man. It seems like it's really, really difficult. So being a Laker fan is the easiest thing in the world to be. I don't understand the logic that uh, you don't believe this team is good. If you're a hardcore fan, I would love to hear from one hardcore fan who doesn't believe this team is good. Now, you can go, oh, we're cursed. The league's never going to li- mm-hmm. let a small market, oh, blah, blah, blah. That, that, but that's aside from the team. Because yeah, the think- team had no curse, right? Like the red, <laughs> There was no curse on the uh, Red Sox winning the World Series with those guys. That was a made-up thing. 
Yes, it was. And it took Kurt Schilling to kind of call it out. It was stunning. And yet yeah. when you think about it, it was like, hmm, it's kind of obvious too, wasn't it? But nobody wanted to say it, and he did. So he got credit for it. <laughs> it's not a curse. We're going to go win, like we yeah. did in Arizona. And then they went out and they won it. Multiple so, times. Yeah. Right. So the other teams just weren't good enough. I just yeah, think right, that... Right. The, I think the thing jazz fans know and that they really buy is, yes, you're good, but you also need to be playing your best basketball as you get to the postseason. Because everyone understands it's hyper-competitive. And the thing that's a little misleading right now is that, obviously, Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley aren't playing their best basketball. And they're going to have to play their best basketball, and they're not playing at all right now. But it's still reassuring to see Bogey getting untracked because the expectations for him were really high. I mean, he was the, he was the crutch and the explanation for anything that went wrong at the end of last season. And the bubble, if it went wrong, it was like, well, they didn't have Bogey. So now you got him, and he's struggling to shoot the three, and you're like, get on track. But he's been on track for a while now. Right. So so I didn't need the Spurs game to provide me any reassurance. Yes. But after playing 500 ball for a long time, and it's just one game. I mean, they could play 500 ball. Everything you said about the Spurs a couple minutes ago is true. You know, they get to sit in one town for two days, get a couple of good nights sleep, get a little irritated. Maybe they shoot the ball a little better, just hit some open shots. You know, Wednesday's game could look really different. There are no guarantees that Monday's going to look like Wednesday, so maybe the Jazz will end up playing 500 ball. Sure, but if you go back to the explanation in the bubble was Bogdanovich, Mm -hmm. well, then the explanation is the two guards out. So it's if they lose, well, you've already got the ready-made explanation. They do, if- right. But I think it goes back to what you said, and I think people actually are hearing this and they're buying it, that this looks like a good opportunity for the Jazz, and they better grab it with both hands. You know, you don't know who's going to make a trade in the offseason and, and build a super team. You, know, there's, you don't know if your guys are going to be healthy next year. You know, you don't know if guys in their 30s are going to be, you know, lose 10% of their athleticism or whatever. There's a lot of stuff that could happen. Certainly nobody saw the Suns coming, right? I mean, they made a trade, and they had some young guys get better, and then they found a few pieces that fit in the rotation. Not that they're stars, but they fit, and they make them better. You know, who knows if that's going to happen with somebody else next year? You know, maybe one of these good teams is going to add a couple pieces and be a great team. I mean, the Suns came out of nowhere, you know, but... Well, a playoff team might go from good to great. So I think they do. the Jazz fans do feel the urgency like they should seize this chance with both hands. This is a really good one. But these guys are hurt, and these guys aren't playing well. And at least for one night, they just passed the eyeball test. There's nobody who's not playing well. I mean, at least for one night. There's been dozens of nights that they yes. passed the eyeball test for but, at least for one night. That's the barometer for at least. That's what you took for at least from one night. They passed the eyeball test. That's what you take from the Jazz over the last two weeks. That's the best they've looked. And it's what it's you're not, doing that's lately. That's not true at all. They hammered Sacramento, their biggest margin of victory ever. Yes, I, and people have no respect for Sacramento and don't think that that equates to anything. I mean, at least Sacramento, at least San Antonio is mediocre. So you blew out some 500 team that just played the night before yep. into overtime, and you and you need that. Yep. Oh, 154 is not. Oh no, the not, fans. 154 is not repeatable. It was a one-off. 
which makes it the best well. effort that they've had because it's a one-off and not repeatable. That, by definition, makes it the best effort. Am I going nuts here? No, just like every other day. All right, when we come back, yay or nay, the world, the basketball world, the basketball world is changing underneath your feet, and some people don't like it. Do you? We will get to that next. Stay with us.